What's going on, everybody? This is Dr. Chris Featherstone here for yet another episode of The Legion of Fraud. Listen, I, I'm not Vince Russo. And I was just about to say that. You know, we usually have the uh, the fun duo of uh, Vince Russo and Dr. Chris. But you know what, man? I've also had a whole bunch of fun. Of course, Vince Russo's on vacation this week. But listen, we've got an uh, NWA Hall of Famer here. We've got a St. Louis Hall of Famer here. Thank you. And it's not me. It's this guy right here. Uh, the legend, the legendary pro wrestling journalist, William Apter. How are well, you? you know, uh, uh, Captain Lou Albano used to say, you know, brother, I'm a legend in my own mind. But I'm actually in uh, 17 different Hall of Fames now. Very nice, man. I'm going, what else, what whatever, else I'm going into whatever uh, the gathering uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, the weekend of August 4th, they'll be uh, putting me into uh, giving me a plaque for uh, appreciating my career. And by the way, I've got my, uh, uh, I, I saw on the billboard there something about uh, turning something aid into gimmicks into gimmick aid. Yeah, well, this is, I have my gimmick aid with me right here. Very nice. nice. Very nice. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. But it's a pleasure to be here. Been on here a few times, bro, yes, and indeed. I really enjoy the show. Yes. And uh, yeah, by the way, can I break some news on here before we talk about uh, uh, Raw? Of course. Of and course. this is this is kind of all over the Sports Kita network, so to say. But I haven't talked firsthand about it. Um, and pardon the non-shaven tonight. I want to look a little like Vince. I like I like the grizzly. I, I like the gl- like grizzly look. It's the heel after, but I, like I want to mention that on Thursday, United States time this past week, I was very fortunate to do some great interviews. One was with Mark Henry, very nice. And the other one, Stone Cold Steve Austin. What line, son? Yeah, what I said. The bottom line, son. What? <laughs> so uh, and because I've known him since he started in his uh, rookie days, even before. He was stunning, and uh, we were doing a uh, special interview about another topic, and I said, you know what, uh, can we just talk wrestling, and I'm going to record, and he said, whatever you want to do, Bill, Bill. and we uh, we talked about uh, the bloodline, we talked about Brock Lesnar, we talked about how pro wrestling has become therapy for him, mm-hmm. um, we talked a lot about a, a, a lot of topics, and that it will be made the part one of like five thousand parts will uh, be coming out on uh, Sports Kita exclusively nice, nice. on um, on Thursday. So follow us on uh, Twitter and Facebook and everything, and SK Wrestling and After One Wrestling, and you'll find out exactly what's coming when. Very nice. Par for the course for you, though, Bill. After you've, well, you've been doing you. this for fifty years, man. So you've uh, uh, you you've interviewed the legends. Uh, par for the course for someone like you. Well, I not a surprise that. interviewing uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin coming from you. You've interviewed Hulk Hogan. I mean, of course, you can. Interview oh, what? And Sting, and, and everybody and else. I don't know if you you can't see the sign behind. Hold on, hang on. Yeah, man, absolutely. This a fan held us up at the Nassau Coliseum or the Philadelphia Arena ages ago. Very nice. Very nice. And, and I agree. Um, I agree. So you know something, brother? All the maniacs, man. This is yeah, why brother. Hogan anymore because he's afraid of me. He fears me. He fears. He fears his little nine pythons. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Cool, man. Well, uh, what's wrong tonight? That was fun, um, but uh, man. did you watch Monday Night Raw? Uh yeah, that's oh, um, that's okay. part of my job every Monday to watch. Well, we Raw are tonight. we are right now the bro, the Legion of Raw. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So let's uh, let's talk about uh, your thoughts on Raw. Just a uh, thirty thousand foot view of Raw uh, overall before we get into the okay. Nixon so uh, every week on Monday Night Raw. Content manager Raju Desgupta and I, I am during the entire show about every moment and every match. It was, uh, you know, I'm one of these political guys who don't knock anything. I'm very yeah. careful about what I say. It's kept me in 
business for 50 and a half years. But the show is very long tonight. Uh, it started out with a lot of energy. I mean, a lot. The Titus O'Neil thing at the beginning was something that WWE really needed to do, mm. in my opinion. It was excellent for people who are complaining about WWE, investigating WWE. It was it was a wonderful thing for them to do. Uh, the show had its ups and downs, and I'm sure we're going to go through. Uh, uh, the program, but I felt it was uh, it was a it was a long show tonight. I've always said that I would rather see. I know it's a TV deal, but I would rather see Monday Night Raw in a slim down two hours. I agree, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Well, Bill, I respect the heck of you as a fellow oh journalist. Um, I am a I am a doctor. That is my that is my day job. I am super blessed. I got this uh, cough. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not a medical doctor. I'm a, I'm no, a I, psychologist. I, <laughs> I do therapy, so I can talk about you. Uh, and across from me in my office about your cough, but I can't. I don't give you any. I don't give you any meds. But yes, I'm a doctor. Uh, I'm a journalist. I've written for Sports Illustrated, Fox Sports, Bleacher Report, you name it. Uh, I don't. And I, you know, we've we've talked on the phone plenty of times, and you've 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 let me know that, and I respect the heck out of you for that. Uh, I am not that guy, though. I, I, I'm not uh, going to be political. I know. I watched the show. Yes, indeed. I know you do. And uh, yeah, I, I've I've been a fan for a long time, and uh, you. I, you know, this my, my view my views come from a a fan. Uh, that is disgruntled because I love wrestling and I've loved wrestling for over 36 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I mean, I, and I've, you know, backlogged, you know, wrestling dating the 60s. I've, I've backlogged watching wrestling even from the 60s. So as a wrestling connoisseur, uh, I, I usually share how I think about the WWE product. And so it'll be well, a remember, pretty fun dynamic this Differently, it's sports entertainment. I, I, I'm it's not aware. pro wrestling yeah. on Monday nights. It's not pro wrestling. Yes, and that's probably the problem with my uh, with my issues uh, that I'm a pro wrestling fan. Bill, but there was one match tonight that was pro wrestling, and that was tonight. That was uh, Seth Rollins against Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Okay. Yes, I thought that was a good old old school wrestling match. Uh, Florida Championship Wrestling, oh, Jim Crockett Promotions type of nice. wrestling match. It, it, it was back and forth. It was uh, very little shtick in it. And uh, I remember saying to Raju, I said, this is great. And he said, well, you're a Zeke freak, right? I said it was a good match. Yeah, very and nice. Really but why don't you take this? Take us through the evening and let's speaking uh, of, speaking of JCP though. Let's uh, let's talk about Flair real quick while we're at it. Uh, you know, news just broke today that the the match is going to be a tag match: Ric Flair and Andrade El Idolo, his son-in-law, yes. against uh, Jeff Jarrett, uh, Tennessee's own Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, and they Ooh, they, the they, they pulled a they did a, 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 a already they're. <laughs> beat up he's blade flair's blade already bill now, you see you're you're laughing at this but back if this happened in the pro wrestling days in the mid 80s yeah we would be laughing you would be like did you see what the hell happened to rick flair yes indeed yes indeed. Yeah. well the problem is that it's migrated now to being laughable the reason why i'm laughing is because that is par for the course for something rick flair would do he's like okay look i'm gonna blade already like hours like not even a few hours after the announcement i'm gonna cut some type of segment where i'm getting jumped by jeff jared and jay lethal I'm already bleeding a, a pool of a, a crimson mask as Go, Gordon Sully. That's what we say. used to say in the magazines. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And so, uh, you know, he's he's bleeding a crimson mask and all over his his white, you know, dress dress shirt and uh, Jared's well, beating him up. That's why wore white shirts all the time. Yes, yes. So I can yeah. really get that blood yeah. feel, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So your thoughts, your thoughts on that being a tag match. Uh, that is the match. Uh, weeks and weeks and weeks in the making. Okay. That is uh, the match I, for the Flair's last match. One of the things that I talked to um, Stone Cold about was that match, and that will be in that exclusive interview on Thursday. Everybody needs to tune in and check that out. But my feeling is uh, I'm 
I'm glad about two things. One of them, we're going to go back a few weeks. The rumor was that Ricky Steamboat and Flair were going to go at it again. Mm-hmm. And then Ricky Steamboat said something very profound. He said that he doesn't want people to remember them, the 2022 version. Yes, indeed. And when people always ask me about the great series of matches that I have photographed or watched in my life, they always are in the top five, the Flair Steamboat matches. Which one? Some, 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 what's that? I said, which one? <laughs> well, no, the, the series, the series. Gotcha, gotcha. The Chi-Town and, Rumble, was it 89? Well, there were so there were so many of them. The, 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 right. The, the, the Meadowlands was incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, uh, but so I'm glad that didn't happen. Then when I heard it was going to, then I thought when Rick started sparring with Jay Lethal, that mm-hmm. was going to be the match. And I was, I felt okay with that. Mm-hmm. I really did. Um, I think though, that rather than keep Rick in there for an entire 15 minutes or something, I think the drama of the other guys being in the ring and then all of a sudden that hot talk tag and he comes in and does his thing and maybe wins with the figure four. I think this is a better, uh, last match scenario. And then again, you know, Luthez had 500 last matches. This could be the last match for right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of people point. worried about his health. Um, mm-hmm. He looks really good. Uh, his attitude is really good. He's mm-hmm. got a lot of that nature boy in him. So I'm, uh, I'm anxious to see what's going to happen. But I think that uh, I think he'll come out really looking. Uh, really looking good what do you think uh, i'm a bit underwhelmed uh by the match to be honest with you i'm a bit underwhelmed yes i am yeah um I, i'm okay with it being a tag match you know you know flair's uh, what 73 years old so i mean it makes perfect sense that it's a tag match i, I don't have an issue with that it was just some rumors that uh, he's battling injury too i think he's got some foot issues or something like that um, so, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with the hot tag. Uh, so what's, your, either. what's the issue? Uh, well, the issue is just the, the, the name selected. I, I was, I would hope it would be more of a legendary match. I'm not, I'm not opposed to Jared being on the other side and Jay lethal has been one of my favorite wrestlers for a number of years now, Mine big too. Jay lethal fan. But the problem is I wish that it was more of a legendary feel to it. I think that uh, Letho and Alidolo brings it down from a legendary status. I'm, I'm fine with Jeff Jarrett being a part of it. Yeah. Uh, J- J- Jerry, like Jerry Lawler, can still go in the ring. You know, what I mean, if it's a hot tag, I wouldn't mind having Lawler and Flair teaming because Lawler can still go in the ring. Absolutely. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind Lawler and Flair teaming up. Flair getting the hot tag. Lawler's a tenant. He he is the king of Tennessee. And so it would be. It would have been a better type of babyface, legendary feel for me if it was Lawler and Flair and Tag. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. I noticed that uh, uh, David Arquette was not available. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jared. I mean, you know, to me, Jared. Jared could have found I, I think Jared yeah. has. Yeah, I'm fine with Jared. I, yeah, I, I really Jared. do. I, I feel good about his uh, yep. uh, his role in there and Jay Lethal. Um, yeah, again, he's been training with Flair, so he's yeah. uh, the right guy. Should Flair have a different, uh, another legend as his tag team partner, like Jerry the King? Yeah, Lawler would have been my first pick. Who, yeah. again, in Tennessee, that's your guy. But I think because of all the publicity that uh, the wedding got, that yeah. this is a story, a storybook hmm. uh, thing. And I wouldn't be surprised to see... Uh, uh mrs andrade show up as Charlotte, well. yeah, yeah yeah i can see that too yeah it just would have had that last match legendary appeal what's the finish what's the finish? I, I think it's going to be uh i think lethal's going to take the fall and i think that uh it'll be a hot tag to flair flair do is you know is his uh hold you by the chin 
you know, shoot, you know, style punches. And then he'll like, you know, now and just do his whole little thing, do the figure four, boom, boom, lethal tap. Yeah, I think Jarrett would love to tap out to the figure four. Jarrett, I can see that. I really, I I really do. Yeah, I can see that too. I, I can think see, he'd want to do that. I can see Jared w- wanting to take the fall. <laughs> yeah, I, I was the last person to lose to Ric Flair. I can That's right. See that happening. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. All right, let's get into this. Uh, let's get into this show. We start off with a Titus O'Neil speech. Uh, no rhyme or reason from it. I know. I know that uh, Titus is a Tampa zone, but I think this is more of painting the WWE. You know, with all the scandals and all the. Uh, negative publicity going on. Yeah. I think this is really. I, I'm a. I'm an undergrad in PR, so every time I see this stuff, I think of PR, PR, PR. Sure. This is a PR move to me, you know, to make the WWE look like a pretty promotion. Taraji, as we were pinging back and forth, I said mm-hmm. this is wonderful what they did because all the critics of the yeah. WWE from what was going on with the investigations and all that, and you know what, they should take Titus and open. Uh, the show every week with mm. him coming in and welcoming the fans. He is a great ambassador. When they announced the ambassador at the beginning, I didn't know who it was going to be. I thought it was going to be Adam Pierce coming out in an angle. Mm. Uh, and then I was wondering who was going to attack Titus. Did you have the same feeling? Yep, I did. Yep, I did. And I, I think, I, th- I think you. They should have, honestly. I mean, I would have been, I would have been opposed to that. That would have uh, caused some shock TV, which I don't. It's, it's wrestling, you know what I mean. Who, who, so, who, 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 who did you think? Was uh, I didn't, I didn't have anybody in mind. I just think that someone could have gotten a lot of heat. I mean, uh, O'Neill's, you know, he's a Tampa guy, you know what I mean. So it, it makes sense. I, I didn't mind the speech. Uh, he seemed nervous when he was speaking. There was a lot of pressure on him. I imagine it was like, okay, you're going to make us look really good in this segment. So, uh, yeah. you know, no pressure, but there's a lot of pressure here. So there's a couple fumbles that I noticed, you know, with him. And he's a, you know, he's, he's done tons of speeches. You're watching too carefully then. If That's what I do, man. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a psychology doctor. I, know, I, still watch I, still, I, I thought theory was going to come out. That would have been cool. Yeah, I've been cool with that. Yeah. Um, we get to the Becky Lynch in-ring promo interrupted by Bianca Belair and then Carmella. Uh, then it ends up with Belair beating Carmella again. This is a bit of this is a big drag for me to be honest with you, Bill. Yeah. I mean, this I had the same thing. feeling. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was just uh, after Titus's energetic opening of that right. show. You're it set the stage for let's have a great match next. And when the girls came out, as much as I enjoy watching them, um, it was again. Yeah, I agree. It was it was a drag. And I'm a huge, I mean, I say this every single week. Bianca Belair is one of my favorite wrestlers in all of professional wrestling. I'm a huge Bianca Belair fan. Uh, I just didn't like the fact that they looked, they made her look weak. It was an old school kind of come from behind feel to it. <laughs> But yep. at the same time, like Carmella is really an obsolete factor in this equation. And I don't think that she should be coming from behind against Carmella. She should look as strong as she possibly can <coughs> going into her match with I, with, I uh, totally I totally agree with yeah. you. It was just so much back and forth, and yep. you know, it was really to get uh, uh Becky back into the that your main eye, mm-hmm. your main eye focus again. Yeah. And what's the what's the logic behind her even getting an automatic title match at SummerSlam? She's Becky Lynch. That's the logic. Yeah. I don't think there's any real thought to the logic except yeah. the fans even though she's a bad girl. Yeah. I think the fans still take to her. They like to they like to see her in the ring. Okay, so you're old school and you you uh are you're a traditionalist when it comes to the fan favorites and the the rudos, the the, the rule breakers, right? No, no, we right as we call them in the magazines, fan favorites and rule breakers. Yeah, rule breakers, yes. So, how would you book Becky Lynch in this type of situation, leading into your second biggest pay per view of the year? Why would you like? Would you put her in segments that could possibly elicit cheers, or would you make her like a genuine rule breaker for the oh, sake of making genuine, Bianca look better? Gen- genuine rule breaker. Yeah. She's one of these rule breakers that the fans love to hate, mm-hmm. but they'll come. They'll come and pay money to see her. 
yep. because she's she's good. Yep. She's good at what she does. And you never know what kind of personality she's going to come out with mm-hmm. next. She's got that over-the-top thing, and then she's got the calm thing going on. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you don't know what you're going to get from her, and that's what the intrigue of her is. You don't know what you're going to get next. Yeah. Bro. <sighs> I got to throw in a couple of those. Oh, no, it's all right, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, you know, I used to be a big uh, I used to be a big Becky Lynch fan. I just don't know. There's just a missing link about Becky Lynch nowadays. Maybe maybe she needs to go ahead and do a baby face turn or something. I, like I just don't think they know where they're going. With her. I agree. I just she's I don't, all over the place. She is. She she's is all I just, over the place. I don't know. I don't know. I think it, they want to save. Be- they want to save Bianca. You know, Bianca can do no. Uh, no wrong. The kids adore her. Yeah, she's yeah. yeah. She's she's marketable. I mean, and that's she's what it's all about. And, yeah, and she's also good at what she does. She's what fantastic. I did not like. Yeah. What I did not like, and I'm not one of these people that generally point out things that I don't like. But what I didn't like is that she was killed at the beginning, yeah. and then she came back stronger than ever, like no one touched her. Yeah, and she was doing flips and. She looked great. Yeah. But the inconsistency. That, that thing when she hurt her leg, it lasted two or three minutes. And then all of a sudden, I'm all better because I'm a tremendous athlete. The art of selling is covered it in the magazines. Yeah. The art of selling is virtually non existent nowadays, Bill. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's unfortunate, especially in other promotions when you're doing flips and Canadian destroyers and super kicks every, you know, seven seconds. Oh, and every match. Yeah, exactly. When I was growing up watching wrestling, every match was different. Nobody was allowed. If somebody used the figure four, which was always a definite submission, nobody else on that show was allowed to use that. Even in an abdominal stretch, Mm -hmm. you use that. No one else. Now every match, everybody does everybody's stuff. Yes, indeed. It takes the uniqueness away and, and the, the, the branding and the personality away from, from wrestlers is every, if everybody's doing the same move. Right, but we're looking at it as uh, us covering wrestling. You're you more critically than I do, mm-hmm. but then I look at it through the eyes sometimes of a 10- uh, uh, or 11-year-old who just sees all this stuff flying around, and it's it's exciting. I want to see it again. Sure, uh, <laughs> sure, yeah, sure. I, I, I'll grant you that. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, but that's not their target demographic, though. No, it's yeah. not. Yeah. So uh, next week, the next week. demographic, truthfully, is whoever is paying to watch this on TV, whoever is making the ratings increase, whoever is coming out to the live shows. That's the target. I mean, it, I I understand the whole system with targeting but sometimes you don't know uh your target could go completely awry and you're still making a, a zillion dollars well they're uh speaking of targeting they're making a tv 14 so that'll hone in their target even more what are your thoughts it's, on that yeah yeah what are your thoughts on that about the tv 14 yep. again it's new it's a new product it's new new kinds of marketing and it's a, another revenue stream hmm. Very interesting. Rollin with the 199 Super Chat, bro. From one to five, uh, five being best, rank rank Becky's heel believability. That's a really good question. I I think it's a five because she's crazy. She comes across like a nut, like an insane person. Mm. That's my opinion. Oh, yeah. That's That's my uh, opinion. That's my 75 cents out of that. Very nice. Uh, I will give her a... hmm, I'll give... I'll go in the middle. I'll go three. Um, She, you know, she she tries at times, but I just... I'm old school, man. I I can't stand when... uh, I I know. I know you are. Uh, I can't stand when heels try to elicit cheers i i despise it I, I i don't like it like the adam coles of this world oh it it makes me cringe every time i see adam cole come I to the ring 
does the whole deal, the boom, the Adam Cole baby. Like every time I see that, you're just vacuuming the heat away from the baby face every time someone does that, you know, and, and you're doing super kicks and you're doing all these. I just, it makes me cringe when a heel tries to get yours. Let's try it's, to, you know, it's the old school. The old school thing is that you're not really a good guy or a bad guy. It's what the fans make you. And that's you can, fair. You can and make the you booker can, should go that way. You know I, mean, I mean, you can make the same. I, I remember quotes from, um, uh, who was it? Uh, uh, John Tolis. Like oh. Way, way, way back. Coach. And he told me, you know, way back before the coach thing when he was. Well, a lot of a lot of these a lot of these people that are watching, they know him as I a know, coach. Know, managing, but I remember him telling me <laughs> yeah. that, you know, how he's popular out uh, uh, in Los Angeles sometimes before his. And then he comes to New York and they build the hell out of him because he's against San Martino. And he'd say, I never changed anything of what I do. <laughs> I'm still wrestling the same way. I'm talking the same way. The people change. They're changing me. Look at the Legion of Doom. Look at the the Road Warriors. They started off, the people hated them, and they they all, they did the same thing, and people started to love them. So, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'm going on a tangent here. No, no, you're all right. To me, the bill after tangents is much more appealing to me than talking about anything raw related. So well, tangent I away. I, I, I don't, I don't well, mind. I'm being as raw as I can be. That's it. Very nice. Uh, you've you've got you've got books full of stories to share with us. So it's it's much more. Which reminds me, by the way, I just happened to have a copy of Nice plug. It's wrestling oh, fix. I didn't, I didn't know it was broken. broken. Yeah. Full of stories. Anyway, go ahead. Nice. Um. Next, we have the Street Profits uh, cutting a backstage promo, and then it gets, gets interrupted by MVP and Omos. Um, basically, it leads to Omos, you know, having a match with Angelo Dawkins. Uh, would you have booked a match like this so close to SummerSlam when the emphasis is making the babyface team of the Street Profits look as strong as possible? Now, I first of all, what's wrong with this? whole picture is you never have someone the size of an Omos even nearly getting knocked down. You, you, you really can't. I mean, this yeah. this is a giant. I would love to see him as a fan favorite. I mm-hmm. think that people would go crazy over this guy. I really do. Turn his back on MVP in the whole bit and maybe hook up with the Street Profits. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, become their friends. Um, but I just think, again, like the girls' match, the match was all over the place. I lost track of it after a while. I didn't know what was what was going to happen. What was what, what are they doing? Yeah. What, you yeah. know, it's just for being on TV. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so that backstage segment, uh, the next segment was the KO show. Uh, Riddle comes out, and he gets uh, the end of the segment ended up being him blindsided by Seth Rollins. Now, it does seem as if Riddle's going to take this match at SummerSlam because they are building him from a come-from-behind type mm-hmm. of type of standpoint. So mm-hmm. I'm cool with this, actually, as far as Riddle having that come-from-behind feel. And if Seth Rollins is going to put Riddle over, I'm fine with them kind of booking him as that traditional baby face come from behind type of deal. It's just the redundancy of seeing this kind of the same type of thing every week that bothers me i wish that they would be a little bit more creative in this build well to have this segment alone i was okay with it to to have riddle sit there and i like his work but have to sit there like this whole thing yeah just nonchalant i don't know it was a little too nonchalant for me yeah but the important thing is that kevin owens is losing his mind oh wow oh my god you know that they're not (laughs) You know that they are the same guy, right? Chris? Chris, I'm not on. sure. I'm not sure, okay. Bill. Anyway, but uh, they did a lot of detector tests. I didn't see any real. I, I didn't get any real feel from that whole thing. I, I loved the the thing with uh, uh, Kevin Owens and Ezekiel that he couldn't, you know, figure that out and all that, and uh, it's fun. But again, that that segment didn't do much. No. What's next for Owens to you? He he's just after the Austin thing. It, it, he's just kind of in la la land uh, as a, as a heel right now. The the Ezekiel thing was just kind of deal. It just 
kind of dead ended uh, because it definitely didn't put Ezekiel over. It didn't put Owens yeah. over too because he took a hiatus and Ezekiel's kind of jobbing out the people nowadays. I know, and Ezekiel, the fans go crazy over him. They absolutely love him. Yeah, but the, the, it seems like the riders don't have as much stock in him because he's losing matches back to back to back now. He's becoming so. the male Alexa Bliss because hmm. also not at least Alexa wins still though. Well, uh, it's, yeah, it's but she's just just anyway, kind of middle of the maybe road. It's not a good comparison there. Um, but I get you though. I get you though. It's just kind of like a middle of the road feel. Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah. Uh, I, I think that segment just didn't do it. So where where does Kevin Owens go from here? Great headline. Yeah. Um, I don't know where he is in the mix. We have to get through SummerSlam, mm -hmm. um, and I don't know where Owens fits with anyone that I'm looking at at uh, at this point in WWE. Give that some thought or write a column about it, Bill, on Sports Kita. Yeah, I may do that for my weekly Monday column. No column this week for the first time in like the five months I've been with Sports Kita because we're doing this show. Right. So uh, nice. uh, this is my, um, it's a, a different, yeah, but you know, where does Kevin Owens go from here? He's been through the entire roster and he's, he, I enjoy his little talk show gimmick, but he's a really good wrestler. Yeah. He's a really good hot performer. You need to match him up with somebody hot. I mean, they just had him get take Austin out of retirement after 19 years, and then post that high, you know, that let that legit high that he was feeling, main yeah. eventing a WrestleMania against Steve Austin to what we see now, you know, three and a half months later, it's definitely a, a downward turn to me. Yeah, well, I think some of that is personal, too, because I've just heard stories that he needs to stop and be with his family yeah. as well. So maybe he doesn't have that um, that drive right now mm. to be uh, pushed up to the top. But if he does, I don't know where to put him at this point. Uh, I, I think I can see a KO versus Lashley uh, feud for the United States. I was going to go there. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I can see that happening. Lashley, to me, by the way, from the Lashley that I knew way back in TNA and the Indies and all that, boy, he has matured into such – he looks like a wrestling champion. You see mm -hmm. this guy in his suit and tie, mm -hmm. and to me, he should be the uh, 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 like the, the big – the universal – he looks like a, what a professional athlete and wrestler should look like. Yeah, I mean, I, I've said it before. I, I'm a huge fan of striking while the iron's hot, and I think that's you know, I think that that is a, a really um, uh, important concept when it comes to wrestling, especially with the kind of like the microwave attention society of many wrestling fans nowadays. Strike while the iron's hot. Lastly, is just on a huge momentum shift after that Extreme Rules match. It just seems like the fans out of nowhere just start cheering for him. Like, like, like galore because he, looks, he looks like a wrestler. Yeah, he, yeah. He has a great presentation. He looks like an athlete. He does. He does. I think he should have won. I wish that he would have been the Money in the Bank. I think he should have won the Money in the Bank. Yeah, I, I, I agree with yeah. you. On that. Yeah, I, I, I would have been fine with him with him winning the Money in the Bank and cashing in uh against roman reigns and being the guy who dethrones mm -hmm. i'm okay with drew doing it in september just because uh like i've said before on other shows like they're the biggest highlight reel they have for the uk is 30 years ago from SummerSlam of 92 you know Wembley. wembley so yeah. they've been waiting for that big highlight reel again for 30 years so i think drew beating roman and dethrone dethroning him after 600 plus days i think that's the new highlight reel for the uk from now you know for for a while now so I, but, I'm but to bring it back but to bring it back to uh uh to the united states it has to be a stipulation when he comes back to the u.s the belt has to be returned it was something with his shoulder or mm. something uh, see that's what old school would have done. ah yeah, yeah yeah i'm cool with it i'm cool with it um next we get to seth rollins he cuts a backstage interview about that then he uh gets interrupted by ezekiel uh, that leads to a match between the uh the <laughs> yeah and then before they have a match then we get the uh damian priest defeating ray mysterio so 
Oh, put, don't, here, don't get me started. Yeah, here's my here's my issue with this. First of oh. all, you, you do the Judgment Day gimmick, which to me is just super. Um, it just feels mid card. I mean, Edge brought that main event status to it. It just feels mid card. But you, you you tout Rey Mysterio being you know his 20 year anniversary uh, at MSG next week. Just for him to lose a match against Damian Priest, who's not been you know properly built, I think that really takes a lot of the the blow away I from. Problem on should yeah. Rey Mysterio retire? Because I hate to see him getting beaten up all the time. Now here's a guy who is yeah. on top of the world, mm-hmm. a major superstar. I, I you can equate it with. Uh, 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 with Ali in his last few fights too, like when Larry Holmes beat him yep. and stuff. It's just he's getting beaten up, and you you watch him on TV and say, "Why are you doing this?" Yep, yep, yep. I, I hate to. I want the legend to be the legend, of Rey Mysterio, not uh, oh. not. Well, he got beaten up. So again, <laughs> yeah, I agree with you hundred uh, percent, Bill. I, I think that you know he's. Uh, arguably the the greatest you know lucha uh star ever you know i mean uh, i know that you you know in your legendary status would throw some uh, like a mil masculist well, you know, you know no, no when anybody um ever asked me about uh growing up uh, who my favorite was and it, it upset a lot of people um because of the, a lot of the guys didn't like him because they said, you know, you had to go by his rules. This is a photo in my book. Very nice. It was taken by Paul Heyman. Ah. Paul Heyman stays. Nice. Uh, the reason I always look at him as my number one luchador and Rey Mysterio is right there with him mm-hmm. is because he made the matches back in the Olympic Auditorium when we watched them in New York on UHF TV. He made it look like a ballet. Somebody put him in a hold. He was able to get out of it. His flying maneuvers. He wasn't a crazy flyer. He was a graceful mm-hmm. flyer. Mm-hmm. So I appreciated him. And anytime I tell any of the uh, wrestlers in New York, you know, about Bill Mascos, oh, come on, the guy's old. He just wants to win. And he just, but then again, people like Hulk Hogan and uh, Bruno, they all protected their brand. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But getting back to what we were talking about now, and then them uh, uh, Dominic saying, I'll join, I'll join, and then they kick his butt and say, that's not how it works. I liked that part. I thought it was like, oh, they threw a curve at us. I didn't, because yeah. you've been trying to recruit him for weeks, and then you're like, hey, join. Oh, just kidding. I just, uh, it just seemed to. might have been, a, he might be with them, and we don't know it. Maybe Could, could he be next week? No, it could be he's in with them already, but he's kind of uh, putting on a facade. Do you there. see? Do you see the turn next week during uh, at the Ray's garden anniversary at MSG? If they're going to do it, that's the place. To that's do the place. It. Yeah, yeah. 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 <sighs> I, I just do you think that it will make any type of impact with how Dominic's been being built lately? And they just kind of get throwing a, a curveball, saying that's not the way you join. Do you think that this leads to Dominic saying, okay, well, this is the way that I join. You know, I'm gonna just gonna massacre my father on his 20th anniversary. Is that yeah. good enough for you to for me to yeah. join Judgment Day? Yeah, I think that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. What does it mean ultimately though, Bill? What does this mean? If Dominic joins Judgment Day, how is that gonna help his character? Or it's just a lateral move? It'll get him that bad guy heat that he that to bring in people to hate him. You think he's capable for that right now with this character? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we've seen uh, what he could do with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I did a a predictions months ago as far as like uh, three people who I think is going to be uh, a part of Judgment Day. And I said Finn Balor, I said Dominic Mysterio, and I said T-Bar. So... Uh, you know, it looks like two out of my three looks like that's going to be 
Okay, it's Finn joined uh, after I said that. Looks like Dominic is joined. I think T Bar would be cool, but at the same time, I don't want to be just kind of like a remember the you know NWO black and white like yeah. during yeah. the Wolf Pack. You know what I mean? Like it was like yeah. the Wolf Pack is like the main stable. Then you had like the NWO black and white with oh, like yeah, the, yeah, the, you know it had watered down. Uh, yeah, it was like kind of like a diluted you know NWO back in the day. Yep. And I'm a huge Stevie Ray heard- fan. I've already turned Judgment Day down. They, yeah, they yeah, yeah. I'm not going for it. Definitely have that NWO black and white feel yeah. from from back in the day. So, yeah. um, next we uh, Rollin once again. Why not super chat, man? Thank you. Uh, do you rank Ray over Eddie as the greatest lucha? Eddie you was the lucha door. Yeah, I was gonna say I wouldn't really make. I mean, he was under a mask for for. Yeah, but Eddie was a lucha door. Eddie was a high flying wrestler. Ray yeah. was Ray is your typical looking masked lucha door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the and way, he's... in Actors Alley in the other room here, when Ray Mysterio lost his mask to uh, Dean Malenko and then got it back, I had that mask here. He gave it Very to nice. me. Very yeah. nice. That was his uh um uh, what they call themselves. Oh, what was the facts that he was in? <laughs> that so that at that time there was the misfix in action, there was the um what was the WCW faction? Uh, SK Nation, y'all know what, what was it? Um Ah, it's gonna bug me because it was him, and he it was a. Uh, was it the LWO? No. no, it wasn't LWO. It was. Um, nope, it wasn't the New Radicals. Ah, oh, it was. I don't remember. Un- I know what I know the group, but I yeah, don't. yeah, I'm sure the SK Nation uh, is gonna is gonna say it, but uh, I don't I don't remember. Filthy Animals. Thank you, Isaac. Thank That's you. it, right? Filthy with Conan. Animals. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Filthy Animals. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> um. Uh, next, we get uh, the Seth Rollins and Ezekiel. Um, yeah, I mean, this I was, was a good wrestling match. It was fine. It, it was, yeah, it was a good wrestling match. Yeah. Um, but as soon as I, it, it's un, it's unfortunate when uh, a wrestler gets booked as just um, somebody who you know is going to lose. And as soon as Ezekiel came against, you know, with Seth Rollins in that backstage segment, I was like, okay, well, Seth is going to get over. I think that's one of the worst spots you can be as a wrestler. As soon as you see, as soon as people see you, they know that you're going to put over something. Yeah. And yet he, and yet he, uh, Ezekiel was very, uh, uh, he was very angry. You could almost feel like it was real. Didn't you? Backstage. Yeah. Indeed. We talked about uh, Dawkins and Omos. Uh, this was stretch two. It became, it became Dawkins and Omos by DQ, and then it became a tag match and another DQ finish. It just, it just, you know, the three-hour thing. You know, there's moments where they really just stretch it. This became two yeah. segments and two DQ finishes for me. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it was just a stretch. It was a stretch. Uh, we get to a backstage interview with the men. By the way, for any of you fans who don't know, DQ is not Dairy Queen. <laughs> it is not Dairy Queen. We're indeed. not sponsored by Dairy Queen. <laughs> That's true. Uh, it would be a nice sponsor. It but, would uh, <laughs> we are not. Vir McMahon boos Sarah before the Miz interview. Why do you think that happened? Um, say that again, please. Vir, McMahon, Vir Mahan. Oh, he's in love with her. Is has this been a thing before? Is this? Yeah, 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 only, yeah. He, he's I've only out, seen this once. He's he's out for for women. He, I think he did it with. Uh, with an, another woman where he like danced for her or something. Well, that uh, was Shanky on SmackDown. Oh, he, right, he, right, he, right. He danced for uh, Ricochet. No, I, I just, you know, he went boo, like he scared her. And I'm getting All the right. two characters mixed up now. This isn't good. <laughs> Shanky is actually funny. I think he's uh, very funny on SmackDown. Uh, AJ Styles, uh, count out finish. Um, because of Ziggler, well, you're, yeah, you're yeah. Pushing. I don't understand the Dolph Ziggler thing here. How he's just coming back, but that uh, super kick he did on uh, Theory there, he, they sold that great. That looked mm-hmm. that looked real. Yeah, we did. It is. It seems like they're trying to make Theory look better, you know, and put someone, you know, be used by someone to help him with this, you know, just his character and help him kind of gain points to become like more of a. You know, push more up. You know, yeah. but yeah, eh, I don't know about Dolph Ziggler being. I mean, if, it, if there's anyone in the ring, you know, that could do it, it would be. Dolph I think they'd have a really good match 
Oh yeah, yeah for sure, yeah. for sure. But yeah, I think his style. Uh, I really don't think it bumps him up though, uh, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, Rollin with another one nine nine super chat, my man, coming through tonight. Uh, okay, Bill, but wasn't Eddie as Mascara Magica a luchador? luchador? But he didn't stay a luchador. That's what I'm saying. Rey Mysterio's been Rey Mysterio Jr. with yep. the mask from the beginning. Yeah, he is a luchador. Thank He's you, Roland. Excellent question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next we have the six uh, person tag match with a bunch of 24 7 uh championships. Uh, yeah, that, that was another stretch <laughs> of um. We need to stretch out the time yeah. tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't understand things like this, segments like this. Why do you think the 24-7 championship is still a thing? It's just fun. It's the it's when the clowns come out during the circus and the <laughs> next <laughs> act is getting ready. It's just it's shtick. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I think people have been comparison, but it's shtick. Yeah, it is, Nick, yeah. for sure. We close this uh, this Raw uh, with the Miss TV Logan Paul segment. Paul's attacked by, attacked by Ciampa. He uh, ends up kicking Miz and rolling out. Why are they booking Logan Paul as a baby face and he's one of the most yeah, Why are they ruining Ciampa? I mean, they was, he was coming from Raw to be somebody, yeah, yeah. so to say. And now he's, you know, second level in this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so what was your question? Why are they booking? Why why are they booking Logan Paul as a babyface and he's one of the most hated people in America? Um, the reaction he because they, they he helps make the Miz more obnoxious if that's possible. <laughs> that's my he, he, but he was getting what chance and booze? People don't like Logan Paul. Yeah, but I know that. But I you know he's he may be. Uh, that may be changing. He may be selling a lot of merchandise to the wrestling fans, hmm. sports entertainment fans. But he got over pretty well tonight. They were giving him what chance and cheering yeah. and yeah. booing him. I yeah. think that you give Ciampa a SummerSlam spot. I think you bring in someone who can uh, tag with Logan Paul uh, that can really help him get that baby face rub. Honestly, I think that's what you do. I think, I think you get. I know they were chanting Watt a lot tonight, but I still think because he was in there with the Miz being extra obnoxious, if that's possible, mm -hmm. um, that uh, even though they were doing the Watt chants, they were still looking at him as a baby face. Yeah, well, even in the uh, screen, um, even in the screen things that they were uh, doing before, they were uh, he was getting cheered, uh, boo yeah. uh, last yeah. week. But I think I think what you do though, Bill, is that you you, you do a tag match because AJ's been feuding with the Miz too. Uh, I think you do AJ and Logan Paul against the Miz and Ciampa. I, I would be more interested in that because AJ's the babyface. He'll get the he'll get the babyface rub for Logan, yeah. and I think that's what you do with that. But that's not what they want to do. They want to make Logan Paul. He just signed a very lucrative contract. They want to yeah. make him. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see if this works out uh, as far as him being. Um, I mean, I, I appreciate his grind and I appreciate just, you know, um, his his dedication to become, you know, uh, I mean, people like him and Pat McAfee, I can respect because you're you, you are personalities outside of the WWE and you, you you are so dedicated to the brand that you train hard you watch tape and you really get into the brand yeah. and you do a, a crash course and you become very good very quickly of uh, sure. um um oh, what's his name the rapper oh bad bunny bad bunny yeah he was he, uh, he, he was, was great he, was another, he, was yeah, he did very well yeah if you go back even though he was in the company forever but look how Shane McMahon looked better than some of the talent that had been there for such a long time. Definitely. hundred yeah. percent. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, that was the uh, episode of raw. Uh, Bill after oh, that clock on the wall says, <laughs> I enjoy uh, doing this. Uh, likewise, man. Uh, let the listeners know once again, you've got some projects. you got a weekly column. You're doing some big things for Sports Kata. Yeah, and again, this Thursday, depending upon when you're watching this, uh, the first of uh, uh, many pieces of these exclusive interview I did with Stone Cold Steve Austin, 
Uh, August 4th through 6th, I will be in Charlotte, North Carolina at The Gathering, getting a wonderful award. And then at the end of the month, J.J. Dillon and I will be hosting the International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame Honors in Albany, New York. Nice. It's going to be an incredible night, an incredible banquet. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to be inducted. Uh, Dory Funk Jr., um, Dan Severin, and so many, uh, so many others mm-hmm. there. So, uh, yeah. Again, as always, Bill, after doing big things, man. Well, uh, again, I got to ask you a question before I leave. Absolutely. Is wrestling fixed? That's a good question, Bill. You didn't ask. You didn't invite the Black Scorpion to the show tonight. You should ask me that question because that Dr. Chris guy, his knowledge pales in comparison to mine. <laughs> well, uh, the the answer is I didn't know it was broken, sir. Oh man, we we had an appearance from the Black Scorpion. That's incredible. You know what he needs to say though next time he comes What's down. What's that? Sting. That's him. That's him. It is. I'm telling you, he appears every week, man. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Every single week. The Black Scorpion, he just, I mean, I thought we were going to have a Black Scorpion list Legion of Raw, but he just makes his pop ups every time, of course. Well, that's that right. Well, uh, it'll be, uh, uh, hopefully, we'll be able to do this uh, again, maybe a three way with, uh, uh, with, uh, with Vince. I would love to do that. Uh, as always, man. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy right here is the legend himself, Bill After. I'm Dr. Chris Featherstone. This is the Legion of Raw. Everybody, have a good night in solo.